This is an after school program podcast. Welcome to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast, where we explore what it's like building, running, and working out of a home studio with your hosts, Joshua Matatuck, Andrew Simmons, and many guests in different areas of the music industry. And welcome back to the podcast. Home Studio Hangout Podcast with me, your boy Andrew, and this guy over here, Josh. Josh. <laughs> the delay, dude. It's Joshua. So it's like when I texted you, when I texted you about uh about Teddy sharing our episode, it was like Joshua. <laughs> yep. Uh yeah, we're back. We're doing another episode. Today's episode is well, you probably know what it's about because it's in the title and you can read, apparently. I mean, you could probably read, at least I assume you can. It is the six-month recap. We have officially been doing this podcast for six months, or we are in the sixth month. Um, well, technically six months. Realistically, yeah. it's been like over a year. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. Yeah, it's <laughs> we started doing episodes and test episodes like... April, May. mid mid pandemic, like yeah, when you were still in Florida, yeah, I was all sweaty. Yeah, dude, it was so. Dude, hot. remember whenever I did that one episode without AC? Yeah, you were literally I, just dripping sweat. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was also the time where like all my clothes were in the laundry, and all I had was a hoodie to put on. So like <laughs> I was just yeah. I was just sitting there just getting very very damp. Dude, basted, dog. Oh, bro. Bro, what did I tell you? <laughs> Josh just Should I answer it cables. on the podcast? Here. Hello? Hey Josh, it's John over Three Water. How you doing today? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hey, got an order for some hose cables from you, so uh, thank you so much. Those are getting packed up right now for you. Oh, awesome. Thanks so much. Absolutely. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Hey, you too, brother. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. And that is the service from Sweetwater.com, my friends. What did I tell you? Literally, <laughs> so I before this episode, I ran to the music store to go buy a just like a Y cable for headphones. <laughs> and... I was looking around, I couldn't find it, and I just told the dude, listen, I just need a headphone splitter. And he was like, like this. I was like, no, not like this. And so he pulls up this other one, he goes, oh yeah, this is exactly what you need. Check out, get home, look at it, wrong. It's, <laughs> it splits to left and right, and I specifically told him I didn't want that. So I was like, I'm just going to go on Sweetwater and order like three of these. And uh, as I'm checking out with Drew on Zoom here, I was like, dude, I can't wait for John to call me and be like, hey, man, just wanted to see how those cables are doing. <laughs> Called me literally five minutes later. Shout out to John, man, being on top of his game, dude. Someone give that man a raise. Bro, that's that Sweetwater, that's that Sweetwater customer service right there, man. We, we love our Sweetwater reps, bro. We do. We shout out to all the Sweetwater reps keeping us. And shout keeping out to us. Danit Vintage King. That yeah. guy's crazy. Oh, he, yeah. he he basically sat down with me, figured out what monitors I should get, and then I found them used for almost a thousand dollars less. And he was just like, "Dude, I'm so glad that you found that deal." And I was like, Heck yeah, dude! 
this is I love it. man i love it bro that's what love is right there i almost booked a flight to detroit just so i could like go give him a hug or something it's amazing uh anyway yeah so it is six months into the episode we're just, uh, six months into the podcast episode so we're gonna kind of just do some recaps on like where we are um we did one we did one for the beginning of the year uh and it was probably pretty close to the beginning of the year if i remember correctly it was like end of january i think when we did that one um so we haven't really talked about like what we are doing personally in about six months either uh yeah. so um josh you can go because i have a decent amount of stuff i guess yeah so i um like you know for those who didn't listen to me ramble about where i was um you know six months ago uh Around this time last year, I decided I'm going to pivot to pop music entirely. And it was a real struggle, especially like working a day job and stuff like that. And um, still been just chipping away at that. And I have some cool artists that I'm working with right now that I'm very stoked on. Uh, closing at higher rates than I ever had before. I'm, my mixes are the best that they've ever been. Shout out to Dan at Vintage King again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, um, I don't know. I feel like I've really like, you know, whenever you're pushing for something new, I feel like your point of view changes a lot. And so it just seems like every week I'm learning new things and I'm getting closer to where I want to be. I'm getting a better idea of where I want to be. Cause gotcha. like, that's another thing that I feel like nobody really talks about is like that clarity that you get, like as you're working through things. And so uh, it's been really cool connecting with some really cool artists. I found some local people here that are doing really cool things as well, which is awesome because I never imagined that happening in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. Like the world's starting to open up again. So I'm excited to travel and write and write and write and then produce and then write <laughs> some more and just uh, and maybe hit a couple shows here and there. Yeah. Oh, dude, we're going to see uh, Slipknot. Oh heck and yeah, dude! On on the Knotfest Roadshow in October, heck it's gonna yeah. be sick. So I'm very excited for that. Um, yeah, it's just like right now we're just still just rolling and building, and I'm very very happy with where I'm at. Heck yeah, dude! The um, do you feel like at least since let's go so let's go like since January? Obviously, you said like your you feel like your mixes are getting a lot better. Um, what do you think has changed in the last six months that you feel like you're like be more specific with like dude i just mixed more songs you like, think so you think it's yeah, just like, like more repetition yeah like that's something that like a while back like seth had made this post where he was like you'll learn more from mixing 10 songs in two days than the same song for a month straight and like that really kind of hit home with me. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm at this point where I just need to do more. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like, I've just been trying to write every single day. I've been trying to mix as often as I can. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's like this week alone, I've written three songs that every time, like I wrote one song and I was like, this is my best song yet. Well, this, I, I I've been on a streak for yeah, about a month have. now. And so I wrote one song and I was like, this is great. Then I wrote the next song and I was like, okay, this is the best song I've ever written. Then the next song I wrote, I was like, okay, no, this is the best song <laughs> I've ever written. And then 
I wrote another song and I was like, this is the best song I've ever written. And like, it's just really cool. Like, you know, cause one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got was that song that you really care about right now. Isn't the best song that you'll ever write. Mm-hmm. And it's just like an interesting thought that like as creatives, we're just always chasing something that's unattainable for sure. You know, like Charlie Puth still sits down and he's like, Oh wait, no, this is the best song ever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it's just it's just how it works. And same with mixing and same with producing. Like I just I sat down with Sam last night and he was like, dude, I have this song I've been sitting on for like a year and I'm not gonna put it out. So why don't you do something with it? So we recorded like the main riff, recorded like a few different guitar parts, and then I just like put the whole song together and I was listening to it today and I was like this is the best production I've ever done. (laughs) And so like, heck yeah, that's just been my goal is every time I sit down to work on something, I want it to be the Mm -hmm. best that I've done yet because then I'll never stop growing. While it's like six months ago, it was just like, I found myself doing the same things on every song just because Mm -hmm. like I was comfortable Mm -hmm. and like looking back on those songs, like they sound amateur in comparison. Yeah. What do you feel like is, something really particular like more more like how do i say this like very actionable that you learned like oh i tried this eq move and it helped or i tried this compression and like or i compressed differently or i tried this production technique and i've been really digging that or you know what i mean like that's helped you kind of unlock something Oh, 100% committing on the way in. I've been using a bunch of UAD plugins. So like right now I have my vocals set up where all I have to do is make a few like dynamic moves and Mm -hmm. DS and like that's the vocal mix. Um, Heck yeah. And I'm getting some of my best vocal mixes, even though I hate this microphone. I'm keeping it just because I figured it out. And Mm -hmm. uh, so like that was that was a huge moment. Another thing is just organizing my workflow. I took the Mm -hmm. Lewis Bell course and I saw his template and it blew me away. I was like, okay, I need to get better at this. So I made my Ableton Ableton template and I have it set up just so all the sounds I'm constantly going for Mm -hmm. are just right there. I organize like my folders and stuff. So I have a bunch of that sound packs on the side where I can just pull samples that I like to use and then the rest I'll just go in to splice um i've been trying to commit just a whole lot i stopped for the most part like i i love using midi to Mm -hmm. like program like a drum rack or like a sampler and like while that's cool it's easy to just like stick to those 16 sounds that you have Mm -hmm. and i realized that was a huge limiting thing for me is Every time I would go to do drums, I would just work with the 16 sounds that I loaded on the first pad there and then not really add much else until it gets to like the production stage. And so lately I'll just open up my template and I have five drum kits in there. And today I didn't use sounds out of any of them. I ended up just deleting all my drum kits and just using audio and then dragging dragging and dropping stuff like like what I do a lot. Yeah. And then just clip gain Mm -hmm. for the velocity and then like i uh once once that part's done it all just gets consolidated and uh yeah i've been doing that and that's been a blast because it makes you think more critically 
of what that sample is doing and how it's doing whatever it is. And I will say, especially in Ableton, um, you can make things happen a lot quicker uh, working that way, in my opinion. Like once you're printing stuff and once you're committing stuff, it's really easy to go, oh, I want to make this, you know, grab a verb trail on it and then you reverse it, right? So it's yeah. easy to print that real quick, make a reverse That's... lead in on a vocal or change keys, repitch like a kick that might like hit slightly differently in certain yeah, parts that's the that's the only workflow thing that i kind of like better in ableton than cubase is the resampling feature because mm -hmm. then like today i made a build using a few different drums and i um i just hit command g grouped it all sent that to an audio track and i just resampled it really quickly and then I was then able you can to just... then you can affect the actual audio that's right. been printed, yeah, and you can like crush it or do different things to it just on that, and then print that. Yeah, and like so, that's been really cool. The resampling function's awesome. Yeah. Um, hate doing vocals in Ableton, but that's whatever. They're all just demos. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like, and also keeping it all separate, you know, like really just writing and building out everything in Ableton and then exporting it for like final production and mixing. Yeah. For, dude, that's Cubase. literally the exact same process that I use and I love it. It's yeah. I like it a lot. I've been using Cubase a lot less because I've been in writing mode, mm -hmm. but, um, when you yeah, get into I, final, I, final push out mode, you'll definitely be in Cubase a lot more. Right. Like, and I found some workarounds, like I hate all the key commands in Ableton. So real simple. I just mapped uh, command option B and command option L to the mouse wheel, like mm -hmm. the center click and then the top button that I oh, have here. Nice. And then the bottom button will do uh, command shift M, which is to make a new MIDI track. Yeah. And so then that way, or new MIDI event, not track. New, new MIDI event. New MIDI track is uh, Command Shift T. Yeah. And so um, I've just been doing that. And then I have it set up in Logitech. So I switch between three different mice because like I'm destined to get carpal tunnel. <laughs> and so all three of my mice have those same three buttons. And then I have it mapped out to do the same thing in um, across all those, but only whenever I'm in Ableton. Mm-hmm. And then so in Cubase, it has the same things routed because that's also for the bottom and then the side. Yeah. But then the bottom button is F3 because I now have a touch bar on my laptop and I hate using it. So that'll pull up my mixer. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, that's been cool. I feel like that's just made me a lot quicker. Um, and then, yeah, I bought a bunch of synths recently because like i was always like just on serum and anna and like they're great but i've kind of just come to terms with the fact that i am not meant to sit down and program a synth i don't have the attention span i am not it good takes, at it dude it takes a lot of time and i only right. do it when i absolutely have to right like there's really no reason like you know you're watching these top guys do stuff and they're like yeah i just like these presets and it's like okay if it's okay for them, then it, it's okay for me. And I have no need, like, I can tweak things. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not just going to start with a sine wave and, like, build out some crazy layered sound. So I bought more synths. I bought pigments because it was on sale. Heck pigments yeah. is insane. Yeah, it's it wild. It destroys everything. And then um, I bought all the Arturia stuff. Oh, nice. The, the Which is um, a lot. 
analog labs yeah right? which is, yeah. it's literally just all presets it's very very small tweaks you can make to it but that's perfect for me yeah and the hard part is getting sounds quickly in there so i'm in the process of like okay right now i'm only using bass sounds from it so i mm-hmm. pick out my favorite bass sounds familiarize myself with them customize them save my own presets next i'll probably do like pads and then plucks and uh just... i would recommend second doing arps because arps in in that oh yeah it has the arp in there bro though yeah. well and just the sense that it models um are very like a lot of them are sense that you would want to use arps with like those mm-hmm. 80s kind of bro the dx7 i want to buy one they're right. cheap you you can get one for like 300 bucks in decent yeah. condition yeah i um i think i might buy one i have a, a synth at my house somewhere that i'm not using right now because i need to fix the power the power on it is shot so i have to like rebuild something inside it but it's going to be a little house project for me That'd um be cool but yeah, dude, I like that one. I've been really digging. Uh, I bought the whole uh, Native Instruments bundle again for I uh, upgraded to thirteen uh, because I have so I already had Complete Ultimate twelve, um, which I got last year, and I had Complete eleven the previous year. So I upgraded whenever I I up graded to the next higher bundle whenever I updated all of my stuff. Um, so I did the same thing this year. I went to 13, but I went to the complete, what is it called? The complete ultimate special edition. Yeah. It's like special or like collector's edition. Collector's edition. Silly. Yeah. It's literally every single plugin that they have ever, that they have on sale right now. Yeah. See, my problem with that is I don't want anything that they have other than contact. So I'm still using the demo version of Contact because I'm not paying $400 for it. I, dude, I honestly, there's so much cool stuff in there. Like the damage stuff is really cool for like distorted drums and like crazy um, industrial sounding kits. Uh, The Evolve stuff is super sick for like really textural, like um percussiony stuff or like melodic kind of like ticks and things like that but i do a lot of that kind of stuff so it makes sense for me to have it it doesn't i don't know if it necessarily makes sense for you to have it i Um, I could use a lot of it especially like the strings and the strings are okay right Uh, like i don't need anything crazy those those are those are just okay honestly those are great for layering more so than they are for anything else right that's the Um, reason why if you were gonna go big on strings i would go probably like east west or spitfire yeah um or hollywood or hollywood um but But, um i don't do that much strings programming in general i've maybe done like one really intense song all year mm -hmm. of of like fully broken out like orchestral style stuff uh and that was that was for heirloom i um I'm definitely interested. I mean, that's been on my mind lately. I just need to get it because like everybody has it and I feel like I could really use a lot in it. There's there's like really there's a bunch of niche stuff that you don't think about that you're like, oh, this is really tight. Yeah. Like I, what, what I, like, we probably I, need to do, what we probably need to do, man, is next time um, we're together, which will be relatively soon in Nashville, probably. 
uh if that's even still happening if that if we can make that that happen but yeah if we can make it happen um the uh i would i would love for you to just kind of sit down with my laptop and you can just kind of go through everything check it out that'd probably be the best way for you to do it so here's another thing nick has a really old version of it that he doesn't use like i think he bought it in like 2015 or 16 okay and so i was like hey man (laughs) what if uh what if i get use one of those licenses yeah dude just use it yeah so i'm i think i'm just gonna go that route yeah that's a good idea like like i mean i think that that's fair hey man give me one of your licenses and i'll pay for the upgrade yeah that dude you know what i mean like so cheap too like i mean i upgraded and I think it cost me like $250. It just kind of sucks because like the only like the last things on my list besides like a few other libraries and stuff is exactly where you were last year where it's like, OK, I need Ableton Suite and I need mm-hmm. complete. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I want I want sweet like and and upgrading to. Uh, to what to 12 or 13 or whatever the heck it is. Yeah, I dude, I just or got 11. um um. So part of the UAD thing is I bought the Neve preamp, which kind of makes this microphone sound okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got the Precision DSer, and then I just run like a Jason Joshua uh, low shelf all the way mm-hmm. up to like 5K. Do some, do a low cut, suck out some bad frequencies in my voice, and mm-hmm. then I just run that immediately into the DSer, and then that gets comped by the 2A. And it's just been like heaven. Heck yeah. And I'm just like, this is Dude, this is great. This is how I yeah. want my vocals to sound sort of. It's That's like there. yeah, it's like your vocal chain, man. It's at least you're starting to get closer to the vocal chain you have that you hear in your head. Yeah, and then I'm I think I'm gonna take advantage of the UAD sale this month. And uh I've been demoing a bunch of different things because the tube tech is on sale with soft tube also. So it's just trying to figure out like yeah what I want and like what I'm actually going to use and it's really come down to their guitar amps. We just used the um oh I forget which Marshall we used. We used one of the Plexis and then okay. we also used one of the Blues Breakers nice. last night and they just sound so good. Like like the stock cabinets and everything like. Mm-hmm. Bro, like Metalcore Josh was like screaming as I was setting it all up because I was like, no, I'm going to commit with this much room sound. And I was like, yes, you are. Yeah, Time to you step are. Into it. And it, it's perfect. Go. Like, like the, these pop songs are so processed after the fact anyway. Like, oh, if I need more high end, I'm just going to distort the high end. Mm-hmm. That's the sound, you know, for sure. And it's either that or it's a super clean guitar, which you could get anyway. So like. That's been that's been Heck sick. Yeah. And I've been having a blast just like committing to things on the way in. So I just got to figure out what I want to get because I'm going to get a satellite here shortly. And uh, I've been um, I've been really enjoying. Honestly, like not to toot our own horn, but like these these last three podcast episodes before this one. The two that you did with Enoch and Greg and, Mm -hmm. and Lee's dude. Those are some dang good episodes. Like, listener, if you have not listened to those episodes, you need to listen to those episodes because I wasn't even in two of them 
And I listened to them all the way through, not only because I was editing them, I listened to them again when we released them because they were just really good. Like Greg, Greg, there's a lot of stuff that Greg talked about that was really cool. Um, Enoch going through a very in-depth explanation of like what sync is and what he does and how they work at that pitch is really awesome. And then just like Lee's whole conversation of talking about like how one, how he, cause I mean, dudes, dudes doing huge stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's literally working with like one of the top labels in the country and in the world really. And he's, he's, um, just kind of talking about how they got there and what they did to get there and how like, it was actually pretty simple. It was a bunch of really great guys that got together that knew what they were doing that killed it. Um, so yeah, I don't want to toot our own horn, but also I'm going to because I think those episodes are some of the best interviews that we've done. Yeah, I for, agree. For real. And uh, yeah, it was funny because like Greg and I finished that episode and we were both just like, man, we didn't talk about anything that we said we were going to talk about. <laughs> and there's also, there's also a lot of stuff that he's doing that we just can't talk about. Which is great. Well, I'm excited. So, I'm excited for some of that stuff to drop so that we can talk about it. Right. Right. And that's going to be really dope because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. It's cool, man. Like they always talk about like find your crew, like, and uh, it's always neat. Just like finally experiencing that and being like, wow, mm-hmm. yeah. Like everybody's like doing cool things now. Yep. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, everybody's you don't believe it. it in the Like, like in you the don't crew. believe it. You hear, like, your favorite, like, producer or whatever talk, and they're like, oh, yeah, so, like, I was hanging out with my friend, and, like, we were doing this with this artist and that artist, and then one artist got a deal, and then we got a deal, and then blah, 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 blah. And they're like, mm-hmm. just, you know, find people that you want to work with. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think it's that simple. <laughs> and, uh, well, it, like, obviously, there's more to it than that. It's just, yeah. like, in a way, like, it, it kind of is. <laughs> it, it, it is kind of that simple. You just have to be surround yourself with great people and be that good. Right. You just have to be with great people and do great work and like every, everything will be fine. But like yeah. what's most important is that you actually do great work and it gets mm-hmm. put out. And you don't punish people. <laughs> that's that's another part of it because it's really easy. I mean, some of the guys that we hang out with and some of the guys we talk with and if if we had like less self-awareness. It'd be very easy to punish, you know? So, um, and real quick, I do want to mention, uh, hopefully this week, this ad will be done, but I'm going to say it right now anyway, just in case, um, Enoch gave us a really good, uh, deal for everybody that listens, uh, for that pitch. If you don't know what that pitch is, you can go listen to his episode on uh, sync licensing and that kind of stuff. But if you want to get, you know, some use out of your unused tracks that you don't have anywhere to put, or you just want, you know, to flex that riding muscle and get some, you know, riding practice in, but you also want to make money at the same time, that picture is really cool. Josh is a really big fan of the community 
surrounding that pitch and so are we that's where we met a lot of these people we're just mascots dude dude i know man we we pay we pay our friends money every single month Mm -hmm. to stay in this facebook community and i don't think either of us have actually submitted anything to them in months i have but i didn't get to uh i have but it was the wrong file (laughs) Uh, dude that's hilarious see this is what i'm talking about we're just mascots i know dude it was it was great but like so Enoch and Enoch and Mark were kind enough to give us a code. It's Hangout. So if you go to thatpitch.com and you select the monthly or yearly option, I pay yearly. Josh pays monthly. Uh, I have commitment issues. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Josh pays monthly. I pay yearly. Uh, you get twenty percent off that price, which is dope. That's a huge percentage off of a price. Like I expected, honestly, like about ten percent. Uh, so for them to give us tw- our listeners and you know everyone that uses that code hangout at checkout twenty percent off is super dope. Uh, so, so what's what's also crazy about this is while we were recording that episode, Enoch just sent me a text and he said, "Hey, I just made this code," and I said, "Okay, I think we need to do something else with this." And so uh, we didn't we didn't ask for that we didn't no. we didn't do nothing they just offered it and we were like okay well i guess that this is the first brand that we run ads for yeah other than anchor <laughs> yeah exactly so um we're so, excited to so uh, we're, so here. me and me and shama shot an ad that's actually going to be really cool we'll be running that soon but go uh go shout out the homies go tell them what's up um Go get plugged into that community, man. Honestly, I I yo can... they just launched that playlist. Yeah, I I don't know about that because oh. I wasn't paying attention. What explain oh, this? So Mark Mark ran me through it. It, it. They're currently in like the beta stage, and so how this works is you as a, like an artist, you submit your music to it, mm-hmm. and then uh, they basically analyze like your fan base and like interest right Mm -hmm. so they then from my understanding scan all these playlists and find matches and then they give you the contact information to those curators he's too nice man which is crazy and uh i kind of want to like dude that alone for an artist is worth the yearly or monthly fee it, no no it, it's like twice the cost but i'm but i'm saying like just that oh yeah yeah just that and like on top of that like here's the deal if you make what one or two sync placements with them then yeah. like if it you make for itself. if you if you make one sync placement because it's 250 if you make one sync placement you get 250 dollars for the for a sync placement and that is worth the that is more than the cost for the yearly fee with our discount yeah and then if you land on one playlist and hit a million streams then like whatever it doesn't you, even matter exactly and then on top of that um the community building the connections you're gonna make there are heavy hitters in that community dude yeah and then there's heavy also hitters. another that pitch that thing and I've, i don't know what it is um, um but yeah they've been there's they've a lot of stuff man very busy over there mm-hmm there's a lot of stuff. Shout out to all of them for being so great and great people and bringing us into like their kind of pseudo family uh, to help. Yeah, because they're now like knee deep into publishing too. Like mm-hmm. 
they just got they just got everything going on i'm about to uh they're gonna honestly man they're gonna be huge one day and we're just seeing the beginning of all of this so if you're not involved get involved now they're great people great awesome community awesome connections awesome not even the potential to make money on that. You know what I'm saying? We're not even talking about the potential and to make money. I, another thing is that Mark even now has like this whole like uh business development thing tied into it as well. Mm-hmm. So like if you're an audio engineer who's like trying to freelance and you also want like the opportunity to make extra income and then also learn a bunch of cool stuff, like it's just kind of like a no brainer. It's so cheap. I think I pay more for pipe drive. And uh, yeah, you do. And on top of that, the price, once you pay, like the price is going to go up realistically with what they're offering. There's no way that eventually it won't go up. Right. And once you get locked in, this is your price, dude. Yeah. I still have like the, I was one of the first people to sign up. So yeah. I'm still grandfathered into like the, a really low rate. And, um, you know, because how they really structured this business is, okay, we're going to start small. And so they started small mm-hmm. and then it grew and like, you we know. We grew with them. Yeah. So it's pretty dope. No. Definitely go check them out. Yeah. Um, that That's, uh, hopefully that ad will run in this episode also. But if not, that's cool because we just spent like the last... 15 minutes talking about it so yeah no, we we don't even need an ad this time I know, around, bro. I know, yeah i know Just dude it's leave it out we are the ad dude we're we, the mascots bro we're freaking walking billboards for that pitch i, I bleed even, i bleed pink <laughs> bro same it doesn't even matter anymore. Like know, I'll dude. never, I can never submit a file to them, and I would just be totally cool with them taking my money. Because dude, for sure, because you get so much. It's, it's it's the the ROI on value that they bring outside of the monetary stuff is so huge that it's worth every penny tenfold. Um, I would pay double the price of what I just paid for the year this year for access. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about all that. I've Enoch's <laughs> phone number, so I mean, fair, but, but <laughs> uh, I mean, but, I mean, if we're talking about if I if I really just use it for the Facebook group, like, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I have Enoch's um, phone number. No, uh, I'll uh, I can kind of go through what I've been doing. Yeah, man. Um, so January was cool. Uh. It was nice to start the year kind of knowing that I was just going to double down on the production side of things and everything I've been doing, which is crazy because then I got more mixing work. <laughs> um, Bro, why, tell me how I got mixing work. <laughs> Can someone explain that to me? I'm like, hey, I write and produce songs. And everyone's like, hey, do you want to mix this? I'm like, do I look like I'm mixing? Like, uh, uh. Dude, I literally was like beginning of the year. I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to really focus on like, you know, producing. And then literally five people were like, hey, you want to mix this? Hey, you want to mix this? And they were like, I was like, I charged, you know, I asked for more because I wasn't planning on mixing this year. And everybody was like, K, K, K. So... Um, I've only had one, I think I've only had one project like cancel on me, but bro, I, I had s- such a dope project just cancel on me. Well, they yeah. didn't cancel on me. They ghosted me. 
Oh, see, that's worse. I was supposed to. I was supposed to fly to Tampa to cut vocals for him and everything. And yeah. Like, yeah, it was like a, a pretty high rate for me, and they were just like, "Yeah, this all sounds perfect." I was like, and then sick. they just ghosted you. That sucks. Yeah. No, well, they probably they probably went to like Clear Track and paid probably. for like a four hour block for the same price. Yeah. Mine. Mine was they just. I was about to have a. I was about to have. We were about to have Micah and. Uh, the timeline was just not working out with like w- how quick they wanted stuff and my pace of work at that point. Um, because I had, I was mixing three EPs, no, three full lengths at that point. Cause this was before I finished the other full length. I was mixing three full lengths at the same time on top of prepping to have the baby. So that's a lot of work. The baby <laughs> yeah that's a lot of work man um so yeah they were like i don't know it was just like hey this is the rate that i can do it and they thought that they were cool with that time frame and then they decided they weren't so uh i sent them you know i sent them the sessions and it was no big deal they paid me you know what i mixed which is cool uh but outside of that i mean uh i'm mixing this heirloom stuff because Chris had a baby. He had some stress. Everybody's just getting kids. Dude, I know, man. He had, well, they had their second one. So did Shama. God, uh, that's so many kids. Uh, so, yeah, Chris had that. And so he asked me if I didn't mind. He's been blown up on the streaming stuff, too, uh, which is really cool. And TGI is about to get back to doing shows, which is also really cool. So he's just had a lot going on, and he was like, "Hey man, do you mind mixing it?" And heirloom guys were down to let me do it. So I've been mixing that, and I think it. it mean, so far it's been received really well by everybody, which is awesome. Um, I'm finishing up that EP. Um, I'm as you. Oh, also, if you are watching or listening and noticing that my voice sounds different. You may not notice, but if you're watching and you're like, oh, he's in a different place. I'm currently in Graham, North Carolina, which is like in between Durham and uh, in between Durham and Greensboro. Dude, what's sick is you say that like I would actually know where that's at. Yeah. North Carolina is just a giant blob. And all it every time I see the words North Carolina, it to me, it reads as Southern Ohio. <laughs> it <laughs> It's that like. It's on the it's on the pan part of North Carolina, the flat part I, on the top. I, I cheated on my geography final in eighth grade. I have no clue. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm up I'm up here. I was up here tracking um, a, a full length that I've been producing. So we got three songs done today. So uh, and this studio just moved. I was telling Josh the studio that I normally work at. Um, their place got bought out, so they moved to a new place, and that's where I'm at right now. And it's actually, honestly, an upgrade. It's really dope. So uh, I've been getting used to this new room, tracking in this new place. Um, I normally don't do podcasts on the road, but it just kind of worked out this way. Uh, yeah, because I have to go down for a session, and you're there already, like, finishing up a session. And I know. It's our crazy, free time's dude. just met in the middle. Bro, who has free time anymore? Uh, Not me. So, but yeah, no, I've been um, just working I picked up a an editing gig for this video company. Um, 
nine eight central uh is the parent company and they have a subsidiary that just does podcasts called Pronk Studios. So I've been uh producing and part time producing and editing all of their video and audio podcasts that come out of there. So that's been really cool. Uh as far as consistent work that happens literally every single week. Um, so at this point, I'm questioning my coffee shop job that I have still. Uh, Bro, um, I've, I feel that to my core. You Every day you get texts from me where it's just like, yep. Yep, I'm done. I'm, I can't I'm done. do this. Can't I can't do this. Do this. I'm See, done. The, the problem is I love my job. So like I don't. I would love my job if I had no other purpose. Well, yeah, but like I'm able to do everything that I do and also keep that job. So yeah, it's the timeline's getting getting to the getting down to the wire here, boys. Josh is Josh is like already three months past his expiration date. So (laughs) it's only a matter of time before I put in my notice and I don't come back. But uh, so Dan, Joe, if you're listening to this, (laughs) which they're not. I hope to God you're not, but it's coming soon. That's seriously funny. just like a couple more paychecks, a couple more bigger projects. I'm out. It's That's game so over. Funny. Um, I'm done. But yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm excited because it looks like traveling producing gigs are going to open back up. Um, I'm going to I'm setting up a couple live sessions for um, for Hostel Array and Heirloom. I'm setting up their uh, their live, mixing their live stuff and setting up their Ableton sessions for their backtracks and MIDI stuff. Very nice. Um, so that's really cool. I'm going to Blue Ridge Fest and I'm running Heirlooms backtracks for Blue Ridge Rock Fest in Virginia, uh, which is awesome because that, I'm going to check off a lot of bands that I've been wanting to see at that festival. Uh, Who's playing? Bro, Spirit Box is playing their first American show. That's cool. So I'm very excited. And I'm excited to meet Mike because Chris is like, so the Ghost Inside is playing. So me and Chris are going to hang out a bunch. And he was like, yeah, I need to introduce you to Mike. He's really cool. So their guitar player, Courtney's husband. Oh. He's the guy that writes everything for the most part. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so uh that's really cool. Uh, I'm gonna unironically see Limp Biscuit play chocolate starfish from front to back. Um <laughs> you love me. <laughs> I mean, okay, uh Mark, how do you say his last name? It's like Rebelay. Rebelay. Re- uh Rebier. Rebier. That's weird. What a cool name. Dude, what a king. So French. I love him. So yeah, he's coming to Pittsburgh in October. Dude, he's coming to Asheville. I want to go see him. I kind of want to go really bad. Um, Breaking Benjamin's going to be there at that festival. Dude, uh, so much butt rock. Dude, it's a lot of butt rock. But then there's also some other really cool like metalcore stuff. And like uh, Tech Nine's going to be there. Is Loathe playing? Loathe? No. No, no British bands are playing. Oh. Because of COVID restrictions with flights and stuff. It was really, it was hard, I think to get flights. So they, man, that means the two bands that I want to see aren't going to be here for a while. Probably. Yeah, probably not. 
That sucks. Because I, I haven't seen Bring Me since Warp Tour of like 2012 or something. Mm-hmm. I want to see them really bad too. I haven't seen the 1975 since like 2018. And so like we were going to go in Florida to see both those bands and then it got everything got canceled. We were supposed to go see Black Bear mm-hmm. with Halsey. Halsey was mm-hmm. on the tour. It was going to be so good. Dude, there were so many good shows coming through there because like, like uh, Tampa and then... There's another place where you can go. That's a city. I forget the name. And uh, like they, they just had all these shows coming through. And I yeah. was like, bro, what? Like I'm not used to living in a place that isn't like it gets shows. a B market, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, dude. A markets are tight. I live, yeah. I, I live two hours within two of them. So it's really nice to just be able to like dip and go to a show and hang out it, with my see, buddies. It sucks for us because – Columbus is like almost an A market and Cleveland is like the same size as Pittsburgh. So like get a lot of the same shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's just never good. I was going to say the closest A market to you is probably New York. Yeah. Cause Philly's still a B market, right? Probably because New York's right there. Mm-hmm. Like people live in Philly and go Work to New, in York. New York. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, New York's probably the closest A market to you that I can think of, actually. Yeah. Chicago. Maybe Detroit? Is Detroit an A market? Probably. Chicago would be closer to Detroit to you, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Chicago is an A market. Um, Detroit is, I believe, considered an A market. Yeah, so it'd probably be Detroit, and that's like five and a half hours. I figure Chicago would be closer to you than Detroit. No, you're right. Bro, it's, you're worse at geography than I am. No, yeah, you go. Um, you just go around and up, and then yeah, Chicago's like you have to go all the way across. Wait, not the Detroit Lions. You think I care about sports other than Penguins hockey? Of course not. I bleed <laughs> black and yellow. All right. Um, and now, now you got me interested because Detroit is literally. Oh, it's four hours away. That's just a walk in the park. And Detroit Chicago, is? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Chicago is six hours and 50 minutes. And then New York, I think it's like eight hours. Dang. No, that's actually 30 minutes closer than Chicago. There you go. Yeah, so, you know, just a nice casual six-hour drive. <laughs> Dude, that's me in Nashville, bro. Nashville's a little closer. Nashville's five hours. Nashville's for nine me. hours for me. That's so sad. Uh, dude, go to Detroit. Go see some shows. Bro, I don't want to go to Detroit. Hmm. Like, have you ever, like, okay. I mean, you've toured. So, like, yeah. you know when you're in Ohio and you're like, oh, man, this is bad. And then you cross over the Michigan line and you're like, this place, like, the ground looks sick. <laughs> and, like, the closer <laughs> that you get to Detroit. I'm, I'm leaving. Sorry. That's so good. The ground looks sick. Yeah, dude, I remember, like, we, 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 like, crossed over, and, like, it was just, like, it went from, like, you know, like, heroin needles on the side of the road to, like, um, just pollution. Because, like, you're getting closer to Detroit, which is, like... barrels with the little crossbones on it just lining the street. Bro, I swear to you, like, okay, you know, like, whenever you go bowling and you have the bumpers, if you're a child or if you're me at 24, then, like... That's what they do on the roads there because, like, all the cars are breaking down and they need something to stop it, so they just use toxic waste. Like, 
I, I've never seen a place that looks so polluted. And like the closer you get to Detroit, the worse it gets. That's incredible. And it's just a really, it's just a bad place. I don't want to go back to Michigan. Upstate Michigan is gorgeous. One of the prettiest places I've, Dude, I've ever been. Honestly, Lake Michigan, S tier swimming. Really? Like Lake Erie is a little gross, dude. They're always getting like E. coli outbreaks. And I was just like, uh. Lake Lake Michigan, but you go to the Wisconsin side of Lake Michigan. Oh, then you dude. get the cheese. Bro, Minnesota side of Lake Michigan is top tier swimming, dude. It is cold and refreshing and clean. Yeah, it's awesome. Dude, it probably it probably tastes like cheese. A little it's a bit. good time. Yeah, dude. Cheese cards. Yeah, I yeah, like uh, <laughs> uh, uh. I mean, and that's coming from a dude who like like I live I live next to the Beaver River. Or no, the Ohio River. Yeah, the Beaver River turns into the Ohio River. <laughs> Everything's named after beavers here. And um <laughs> but, dude, you think I'm kidding? I live in Beaver County. Dude, that's true. I forget There's that a town live. called Beaver and Beaver Falls. My girlfriend grew up on Beaver Road. I bet there's right? zero beavers. Bro, I'll tell you what, there are some serious... Be- well, no, I, they probably all just died from the polluted water, but like... Or they transformed and now they'll fight you. Oh, dude, 100%. <laughs> um, but like, Pittsburgh is a very like polluted place yeah. because of all the manufacturing along the rivers. And uh, it's gotten better over the years, you know? Mm. But like... I like What we're saying, listeners, Michigan, is don't go like, to Pittsburgh. Even worse. Don't go to Pittsburgh. Don't. How about this? Avoid anywhere besides like the southern coasts minus Florida and then the west coast. Yeah, there you go. Minus like, like I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. It's all, the west it's coast all is all okay. The, I was about to say west coast is all pretty nice. Yeah, I once mean, you get like inland, it gets a little weird. Like no one actually wants to go to like Bakersfield or Fresno. Not really. No, the only cool <laughs> thing inland is the uh, the national parks. Yeah, the parks are sick. And then, you know, like Colorado is nice. Well, I'm in, in inland in like California. Yeah. Um, no, the top tier place I want to go this year, Arizona, like Flagstaff. Bro, same. I was just talking to Maddie about how much I would love because like, so the thing with Nashville, a lot of people haven't gotten back to us about it. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not about to go down there just to like, not do anything yeah because like the idea was to just like have a ton of people working in the same house it'll be fun like a networking writing whatever yeah and it's just like i'm not just gonna like drag maddie to nashville for us to like sit in an airbnb so i could see like greg and then like meet up with like two other people and then go home mallory and a couple others yeah i was like i might as well like how sick would it be if we just like disappeared into the desert and then i i got reminded of the fact that it's going to be July. <laughs> Dude, but, but, but Flagstaff, Arizona is in the mountains and it is Right, it's in the mountains. See, I wasn't talking about that. I wanted to be like near Phoenix and then be like nope, you don't in wanna, the desert. Don't want to do that. Into the, middle, into the middle of nowhere. I'm going to pitch a tent on top of a plateau and I'm going to just sit there and stare for seven days. That's what I want to do. <laughs> just contemplate your existence dude that's all that would matter i would literally just sit there and become one with the dust in the air then i would come home and quit my job and then produce i can just move (laughs) that that's that's what would happen yeah no i just want to come back you're like what happened to josh i don't know he's like a hermit in the desert i'd be like like in episode four whenever he finally finds obi-wan yeah that's me bro dude 
You can go to go to Arizona. You can meet Stephen, who you didn't get to be on the podcast with. Right. Um, you can go check out his coffee shop slash venue. Bro, another thing I was considering is just New Mexico. New Mexico seems like a terrible place. Yeah. But, like, it would be so cool just to be, like, surrounded by nothing. About to say, you want to talk about some desert. Dude, East, just like nothing. East, East Texas and New Mexico. That's, like, really bad. It's super dusty, man. We played a festival. Uh, I think I told you about this. We played a festival with, like, the Devil Wars Prada and Fit for a King uh, in East Texas one time. Um, that sounds like the most like Christcore thing in the world. I know it was it, like it was, like, it was a Christian like, festival. Like yeah, like a Christian metalcore festival is like a pretty common thing. But then like the only way to make it more on brand is if you put it in the desert. Put it in the desert. You know what's funnier though? Put it in the desert. Make fit for a king like the second band on the bill, and the headliner is Disciple. Even though Fit for a King is like millions, millions of monthly listeners. Disciple, how many monthly <laughs> listeners does Disciple have? I no haven't idea. heard that name, dude. I'm looking that up. Yeah, dude, they headlined. It was funny. Uh, they have I mean, 171,000 monthly listeners. I mean, they're nice wow. dudes. I like them. Wait, One that's of, Fit for an their, Autopsy. Their drummer, their drummer lives in Greenville. Fit for a King is almost eight times. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. They were at a million when their record dropped last year. They hit a million monthly whenever the record dropped last year. So I, think like, di- I think they've dipped into like the 900,000 area or something, 800,000. Bro, but, that's just silly. And yeah, they put Disciple. Yeah, it's funny. Dude, at the like the year before that record dropped, it was it was absolutely silly. Um. Anyway, back to the point uh of this episode which is what have we been up to and what are we gonna do uh basically i've been working my absolute tail off trying to let my wife have a good 12 months of maternity leave so and so that we don't like fall behind on bills or anything because she's just not working 12 weeks oh i thought you said months oh i may have that's a long time no i may have 12 weeks of maternity leave three months 12 weeks of maternity leave uh, so that we don't fall behind on like bills or anything like that. Uh, she doesn't get paid maternity leave because that's that nonprofit life. Hey, um, it's America. Yeah, bro. This is America, and that's a nonprofit. That's not working for a nonprofit for you. Um, so we saved up a bunch of money. So I'm just trying to like you know work all day every day so that she can enjoy time with Micah before she has to go back to work, uh, which is next week, I think. So. I've been wanting to ask you about that. So are you going to be like mostly watching the baby or are you getting like daycare? Like, So we don't, we can't afford daycare because daycare is expensive. It's really expensive. Bro, it's well, and it's not even that it's expensive. It is expensive, but it is hard to get into. Yeah. Isn't, a lot of places have like wait lists and stuff for like a year. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't understand why childcare is so difficult, man. It's because, well, it's not difficult. Good child care is difficult. That's the key difference. Yeah, there. Like, there's there's plenty of really bad child care out there, but like if you want good child care for your kid, man, you got to pay for it and wait bro, for I've it. I worked with this woman where like she was probably making like 40 grand a year and she was like literally almost all of the money I make here just goes to child care. 
Dude, I know like three people in Greenville that nanny. Uh, almost I, one one girl was nannying full time, and I know like two other girls that nanny for a living. And bro, they make like almost full time like salaries. Like you're talking like forty thirty to forty thousand dollars a year. Just nannying for like really rich people that don't want to send their kids to childcare. I, I don't um, blame them though. I wouldn't. No, want dude. To. I to well exactly. I wouldn't, dude. That's how you bring diseases into your house. I mean, we just went through a pandemic, like, and we learned how quickly things spread just by like some Bro, sort then, of like, contact. You don't know. You don't know how they're treated and all mm. that stuff, like. And, and like I get that some people are like, oh, well, it's good for them to socialize. Like, bro, just put them in preschool. Yeah. Whatever. Well, and they'll old be enough. and they'll be in preschool eventually. Yeah. Right. Well, and like you know have I mean? them and like, have them socialize with their like siblings, like either siblings or like cousins or whatever. Yeah. Like you don't need your six month old kids socializing. Like, yeah. what are they gonna do? Stare at something? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't and, get it. Yeah. So, so what we're doing is, uh, my mom is watching him two uh-huh. days a week. Her mom is watching him two days a week, and I get him on Wednesdays. Nice. Which is, it's it's convenient. And that's, like, the perk of, we talk a lot about, like, this is a very pertinent podcast subject, actually, but we talk a lot about the, like, the freedom that we want to have, you know, with, like, financial freedom, but also, like, you know, time freedom, being able to kind of do what we want when we want to, for the most part, Um and this is kind of part of that where if I wasn't, you know, the majority of what I do is at my house. It's freelance um, audio work. I only do one or two days a week because I'm cutting my hours down at the coffee shop. Like I'm only working maybe 10 hours total a week at the coffee shop, but I work like 60 hour weeks doing audio stuff. Um if I didn't do that, there was no way that we would be able to exist because we would have to have somebody to watch him and we couldn't afford to pay anybody to do it. And we're already kind of stretching ourselves thin with, um, you know, my mom and her mom. We just got lucky that they also, you know, her mom's retired and my mom is work. My mom only works a couple of days. Yeah, a week. like that's the one really cool thing about like what me and maddie do it's like we'll both be kind of like working for ourselves because our goal is to get into animation and a lot Mm -hmm. of those positions are kind of like a contract thing Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of contracted for seasons a lot of times or like for like sections of the year there you'll notice when you watch tv there are sections of the year where more tv animated content is getting made and then you're off for like basically that same amount of time just after that yeah and so like you know it's just it's a lot more flexible for sure but like it's still terrifying dude yeah well and it's really nice to just be able to go like if something does happen and one of our parents can't watch him like i got it covered you know like i could do it i could you know make it happen for a couple weeks um he sleeps a lot, so I could just throw on some headphones and pop, post up on the couch and mix Bro, from the couch. Bro, actually, you want you want advice from uh, from mama from my mama. So, whenever I was young, her one friend was like, like she, my mom was like complaining about like, yeah, you know, I hate not being able to like run the vacuum or like do anything mm-hmm. whenever he's sleeping. They were like, 
just do it. She was like, but then I'll wake up. Like, but eventually he won't. And so yeah. I was like, okay, whatever, I'll try it. So like, sh- like I would just be sitting there sleeping while she's vacuuming, while she's, you know, making all kinds of crazy noise. Mm-hmm. And then my parents were able to take me out and like go to parties with friends. And, you know, they didn't have to like rush home at 730 to put me to bed because I would just sleep anywhere. Yeah. Hey, so if good, he likes sleeping, that that's something that you should probably try because it could have very well been a fluke for me because like my mm-hmm. brother wasn't like that at all, but he never he could never sleep to begin with. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Hey man, that's, hey that's, hey, that's let your good. let your let your kidless friend yeah. give you advice on how to parent your kid, right? <laughs> well, we are. I, I do something kind of like that uh, right now. Where he naps is in his. Uh, we have this thing called a mamaru. Looks like a little hmm. half egg looking thing hmm. looks like a spaceship pod actually uh it's really cool. it's really dope i kind of want one for me but uh he naps in it and it like i can set it on different motion settings and it'll just like rock like yes you showed me that that thing is sick dude it's so um, tight and then so maddie's it's, it's right next to my record player so i just play records while he sleeps oh yeah dude that's brilliant yeah um maddie's cousin who just had a kid she started um it's almost like white noise training or like Mm -hmm. you know how you could like train animals to like do certain things when you ring a bell Mm -hmm. like humans are innately like the same exact way and so like i guess if she puts on white noise the baby even though it can't speak yet just understands okay it's time for bed and it'll just fall asleep yeah we do that too um how does that even work we how, do, do you, well, how do you do that so we do that for a couple reasons one because you just do it at the same time whenever he's sleeping so whenever he's sleeping you always turn it on and he'll get used to that noise being associated with sleep Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that that makes sense. It's simple yeah. enough. I wasn't sure if there's like anything else that you got to do because no. like, like, uh, that's like some. But then also you do it like throughout. So you do it in the middle of the day whenever you're like rocking him to sleep, put it on so that like, you know, whenever he's getting sleepy, he hears that sound. Um, but Aaron sleeps to white noise anyway because she can't have silence. Uh, and I sleep. Does with she have tinnitus? In. No, she doesn't. She it's mm. more of a I think it's it's her it's an OCD thing for her. Mm. It's like she has to be hearing something. Otherwise I'm kind of the same way. Otherwise she like hyper fixates on like noises outside and it freaks her out. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of like a dog, you know? Like whenever mm. things are really quiet in the house and then like anything makes a noise, like they freak out and start barking at stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same idea. I did just compare my wife to a to a dog. So I was about to say that. I'm like, dude, are you sure you want to put this out? Like, Aaron, you're like Aaron's gonna, you're gonna walk in, and Aaron is just gonna be ready to beat you, bro. It's okay. We'll fight. <laughs> we don't care. We'll fight. <laughs> I keep gloves. Yeah. <laughs> I I could totally see you guys like boxing over something Brawling like that. it out, bro. To you, you have like you just hear ding ding. Yeah, one million percent. Uh backyard backyard brawling, dude. <laughs> um but not like that's kinda the baby stuff has been really interesting to navigate. I'm excited to um I think we're probably gonna have Greg on again with me so that we can talk about a lot of that stuff. Cause I really want to talk about, I know he talked about some of it with, 
with you. Um, but I think it'd be, you know, just because I feel like I can bounce more questions off of him if I'm physically there, it would be a really cool conversation to have with him. Uh, Maybe you could give me a week off. Yeah, we could probably do that. We'll just have two episodes. It'll be alone time with Greg. Yeah, we could probably do that. That'd be fun. We have Greg as like a guest host or something when you're on like a vacation or something. Uh, Because you've already given me like five weeks off. You gave me three weeks off and then whenever I was on maternity leave for the first little bit and then uh, the two weeks I was in Nashville. Bro, you're just always like running around having kids. Your attendance on this podcast is almost as bad as my D&D attendance. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. I did uh I did that Steven episode without you. So, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, the um so let's like looking into the future. What are we thinking? Cuz I I got to think about this while you talk a little bit. Um but like what do you have planned? Let's just say within the next like three or four months. I don't want to go. No, I'm six. going six months. We're going to the end okay. of the year. Go into the year. What um, you got next year? Into the year. Next okay, time we now have that, a like, we're able to travel again. My only goals are to write with more artists that I care about who are doing cool things. I want to help artists build their 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 career. Yeah, not to like that level though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just want to like grow with people, like develop with people. Right, Instead like, of, I mean, I guess you could say, oh, I'm developing artists, but, like, that's not really what it is. It's just, like, mm-hmm. there's people, like, like Asa and uh, Mike, like, mm-hmm. I like those guys, and I want to give them music, and I want to work with them and make even better music, and I want to keep doing that until they're famous. And so, you know, I'm right now I have three artists that I'm kind of, like, developing like that. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. Um, I have a bunch of guys that I really want to go right with, Um you know, and I'm just trying to like pick the things because like I kind of screwed up, took on a bunch of free work just because I was like, I'm feeling giving and I want to just do stuff. Yeah, I picked some of the wrong people to do it with. <laughs> and then like they just don't care or they're like asking for a lot of stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, bro, this was like for fun. Yeah, <laughs> I told you it was for fun. And, and they're they like, get, yeah, they but like, hey, man, why don't you just revise it five more times? And I'm like, are you paying me? And they're like, no. And I'm like, OK, like. Yeah. It was supposed to be for fun. Um, so, yeah, I want to write with uh, those guys more. I want to start writing with other writers um, in person, which mm-hmm. would be sick. Uh, I want to travel a ton. Um, you know, we were hoping to do Nashville next month and then do L.A. in September and then do New York in October. But I don't think I'm going to go to Nashville anymore. And uh, so we're looking at just like disappearing for a little bit. I think, dude, I think, I think a vacation for you guys is probably more needed than you traveling a lot right now. I feel like you guys did a, the pandemic was like extra rough on you guys with the moves and, you know, family, losing family members and then having to get your job again. And then like her internship kind of booting her and then job stuff with her, not quite working out. And, yeah, you guys just need like to get away and for health a little. On top of all that, and then health issues on top of that, bro. Yeah, yeah you need to yeah. just get away been... for a little bit. Yeah, dude, I really just like whenever I said I want to sit on top of a plateau and just stare. Dude, I totally like, get it. That's where I'm at right now. I'm I, so drained, but yeah. like I'm writing the best songs ever, which doesn't make sense. But like, yeah, no, that's my six month goal. But right mm-hmm. now, my only goal is to work with artists that I care about, whether I get paid or not. 
and I'm basically just chasing that next level up, whether it's yeah. like a label release or like some kind of like a publishing deal or something like that. Like I just need to get enough going for me that I can use it as leverage to get to the next step. And then I do enough of that stuff until I use it as leverage for the next step. And then yeah. you rinse, wash and repeat until, you know, you're famous for sure. <laughs> I, um, mine is, I have a lot on my plate. Um, I am taking very little new work right now. So I need to finish everything that's on my plate and just have a clean slate, you know? That's where um, I'm at. Yeah, I feel that. I just need to, like, not take anything until I am completely done. I know it's probably not a great way to be, but I am pretty confident in myself and my ability to, like, get work. I just need to not do anything other than what's on my plate already for probably about a month. Uh, and then once that's done, dope. My plan is to, I miss all of my Atlanta friends <laughs> a lot. So I want to go and write with them. I want to go and produce with them, uh, meet up with Lee, hang out with those guys, kind of get connected with him more. And, um, my friend Carter, me and him are supposed to write, uh, I want to go to Nashville, do some writing with those people, some of my friends up there, and some people that I don't know. But I kind of want to be, not even, like, write. I kind of want to be, like, the producer in the writer's room. Like, the Greg. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be the guy that's, like, while they're figuring out, you know, lyrics and top line and whatnot, being the guy that's over there going, like, all right, this sounds really dope, and this sounds really dope, and this sounds really dope. Um, or at least one of the guys doing that. You know what I mean? Be yeah. more of the writing producer. See, I'm very much, like, I, I've kind of, as I keep doing this stuff, it becomes more and more clear that, like, I'm good at building tracks, but, like, I'm not as good as other people. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you just leave me to, like, writing, and then I'm, I feel like I'm really good at finishing records. Mm-hmm. And like those are the things that I'm mostly like I've been, kind of I've, focused on. I've been re-inspired a lot uh by Kenny Beats lately. Um and a lot of his stuff because he is, in my opinion, the epitome of the producer that is a writing producer, right? Guys, the the very like loose, hey, come by, let's hang out, let's make let's work on something, let's just write something for fun, you know? Very chill low-key um let's make a track make something that we enjoy and you know no charge and if we like it then we'll discuss splits we'll discuss back end like i i like that a lot and i want to do more of that with more people um i have a riding trip planned for uh for nashville with um my buddy ian and Ryan and another uh this dude whose also name is whose name is also Andrew uh who writes who writes and plays in a in a pretty cool band that we're supposed to do some writing stuff together for um Ian and Ryan's band that's very kind of uh nightly esque you know that that Nashville kind of minimalistic mm -hmm. pop sound uh so we're supposed to kind of do I call it discount 1975 uh the um supposed to kind of do some of that stuff but you'll see man 
I, I'm, I don't know. I'm excited. I think there's potential for the next six months. I think with the podcast, we're probably going to do a lot more. Uh, we want to get to the book stuff. We want to get to the deep dives on like how to set up your studio. If when you're first getting set up, how to get a client when you're first getting started, we want to kind of like give pretty, pretty in-depth guide episodes. I know me and you have talked about that. Yeah. Um, and then there's some, I don't know, keep pushing with that pitch and get some other sponsors and stuff like that and make this podcast like a really good source of information for a lot of people. So yeah, dude, I think, I think we got a lot, a lot planned for the future. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. So we'll call it right there. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, once again, check out that pitch, that pitch.com use the code hangout for 20% off your order for either of the monthly or the yearly memberships. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to us kind of just ramble and talk about, you know, what we've got going on and what we're going to do and everything that's been happening and also just some random stuff. Yeah. Kind of sprinkled in between there. Uh, Talking about training babies. I know, dude. (laughs) Train. That sounds like a B movie. (laughs) Training babies. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like training day, but with babies. (laughs) That's crazy. Dude, imagine just like a bunch of like, like you uh, imagine if like, the preschool like train the kids and then like you just walk in there's like a bunch of toddlers just like yeah (laughs) anyway um yeah so thank you guys for flips thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast that we enjoy making uh we do yeah you guys have a great day and that's it for this episode of the home studio hangout podcast thank you so much for listening Uh, Please check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a review. It helps the show so much. Kind of get out there for new people to find. Uh, If you want to watch this, if you aren't already, uh, check us out on YouTube by searching Home Studio Hangout. Uh, And thank you so much again for giving us your time and your attention. And remember, keep on creating.